are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And I'm back. Evan Klosky here. And dearly missed, too, I must say. Host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week, I believe sometime on Saturday, to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. Spotify Greenroom. It is a Friday, which means we are now again joined by WTSP Channel 10 Sports Director Evan Klosky back from Hawaii. I mm-hmm. hope, please, please give me some good news. You found a quarterback for USF. Please, <laughs> where's our Mackenzie Milton here? I, you know what? Un- unable to find a QB. I was, I was a little bit too busy with the Mai Tais and the Dolphins uh, out there, and the sun and everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. I, I, just ten out of ten. If if you uh, if you like nature uh, and and you want to do a trip to to Hawaii, Kauai is the place. I was blown away. Evan had one job to find a quarterback for us and he did not deliver. Unfortunately, well, his, his second job was to relax. And I think he, he just excelled but, at that. So that's, that's what I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was working on my secondary pitches or I let the fastball. <laughs> I kept in the back pocket. Totally understand there by the way. So I guess with that time zone change, you're watching some morning baseball, 7. AM games yeah. that more was- or less. What's that like? Well, first off, I mean, your boy over here, uh, waking up before eight o'clock is a huge struggle uh, on the mainland. Uh, in Hawaii, <laughs> I was falling asleep at nine o'clock, waking up at seven. So I was like, oh, this is this is a new way of life. And yeah, in a couple of those early games, um, woke up and boom, Rays were already playing. It was awesome. I had my cup of coffee with the Rays. Uh, and then also one o'clock games constantly. So, um, you know, I was out by the pool, whatever, just, just listening to them. And, and I actually, I, you know, since I'm, I'm out of the market, I was pulling them up on my MLB app. So I was actually able to watch the games, mm. um, more than what I can do normally when I'm, you know, stuck here streaming, usually I'm at the office watching. So I, I yeah. Peek behind the curtain, Ulysses is what in Washington near the Canadian border. So you're watching games at what? 4 PM or uh. I guess 10 a.m. if it's a day game. Well, yeah, 4 p.m. usually for, for regular start time. But I'm like near the mountains, like well, I'm inside the, the mountains. So like there yeah. is not a lot of cell reception. So n- no luck there. But it's OK to miss the games when the boys just pull out, uh, you know, a three run shot in the eighth mm-hmm. or the ninth and they end up winning. You don't you don't need to watch that. They just do it for you. So <laughs> I appreciate they keep me getting uh, keep getting the W's when I'm not able to watch. I hear that Stu Sternberg has contracted Ulysses to go up to that area on the West coast to look for a possible stadium site. I, I, I've just heard some rumors here, right? Is that that happening? No, not at all. No, keep it in Tampa, baby. You know, you know how I feel. All right. Let's get into brass tacks here. A lot to dive into and Evan was sorely missed. uh, I reiterate over uh, the layoff here. I uh, got some people out there that were like, where's, where's Evan Klosky? Well, he's back today. Um, so there was 
Tom Verducci wrote an article uh, for Sports Illustrated, uh, basically, uh, I guess, a, a negative based article on how the Rays use their pitching staff, optioning and recalling pitchers at will, the, the shuffle, the churn rate, if you will. Um, I assume Ulysses and Evan, you've gotten a chance to look at that article. Right. Uh, Rays yeah. fans were very vociferous about their feelings towards that. Uh, what's your take on the whole deal? Uh, you know, I read it and I understand the anger from Rays fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to, I want to try to, for everyone who's emotional about this article, I just want you to hear me out because I don't think you're wrong in your emotions, but th- there is, there is a bigger point. But first, let me get, let me get the reasons why the emotions are valid. Um, look, it's, it's a column. It's, it's mm-hmm. not an article that is meant for facts. You know, I, I don't know how uh, it's an opinion. It's an opinionated article. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like um, it was necessarily titled that way. And, you know, just for us, I can explain our process at, at 10 Tampa Bay, right? If I do a commentary, it's labeled commentary. If, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see it on the bottom of the screen, you'll see it online, commentary, big fat letters. Um, so that's, that's the first kind of strike that I have is that it came off as, hey, I'm here to give you some facts when in, in reality, it's, hey, I'm, I'm here to, to give you my opinion. So mm-hmm. it's an opinion and it should be treated that way. Um, that's what all the best columnists do around the country is they, they throw something out there. Um, you know, we, here in Tampa Bay, we had a, we had a great column about the, the Rays attendance woes, right? That, that's a column. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, there are some more facts than what this was, this article was, but you know, there's a lot of opinion in there as well. Um, so what, what ticked me off a little bit were the, the bending of narratives to fit the larger argument, right? So what I mean by that is saying that, hey, um, the Rays have all this turnover and look at guys like Chaz Rowe, who, you know, pitched a lot and, you know, is now out for the year, has arm injuries, whatever it might be. You know, um, there is no proof that the Rays are overworking their arms. Um, Could there be possible implications to overusing a slider and that leading to arm injuries maybe totally but i'll also say this if you were to give me a guess of one of the pitchers who would have been injured this season based on his previous track record or just you know uh where he was with his arm like andrew kittredge is a guy who was you know inches away from tommy john surgery and is having arguably you know, an MVP caliber season for the Rays. Um, you know, one of the best players the Rays have had all season. So, I mean, he's chucking them every which way and I mean, he's fine. So, you know, some of this could be bad luck. Some of it could be telling. The fact of the matter is, is you can't, I don't like attaching names to it because you're, 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 you're already framing the mind of the reader that, Hey, you know, uh, this this is happening and look what happened to him or mm-hmm. you know i can do that the other way too so that, right. that's, that's bs um you know on top of that i thought it was a really bad form to mention ryan sharif and and his um you know mental health uh, struggles 
it had nothing to do. And, and, and it was a bit misleading too, because the picture caption had a lot of text talking about it. And I think that through readers making it like, Oh, they made it all about mental health, but I think they used a stock photo of, and the caption mentioned more of the mental health, whereas Verducci just kind of, kind of threw it in as a one-liner any which way I thought it was unfair to throw it as a one-liner because again, you're bending the narrative to say getting sent down multiple times has a wear and tear on one's mental health. It could, it could not. I, I don't know. I mean, it could, you, you know, one could feel more important if you're going up and down and, and, and being a part of the major league baseball team versus being stuck in triple a, you know, it, 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 there I can bend the narrative too. So, so my point is that it's, it's, it's unfair to mention that because again, you're, you're littering an argument with a bunch of assumptions that have zero basis for fact. And they're really lofty assumptions for a national audience, which is troublesome because people yeah. are going to walk away from that thinking, Oh man, like this is, you know, it, it was, it was BS. Um, having said that, I think the larger point of what he wanted to say, and which I think he got off track on saying, was, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the world's greatest product um, to shuffle pitchers left and right in and out of an organization, in and out of your team. You know, the casual fan has no idea who the heck is coming out of the pen mm-hmm. these days. You know, we do, but the casual fan has no attachment to any of the pitchers outside of maybe three or four of them that, that you see every fifth day. Um, so yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, I, I understand the argument of fans out there saying, well, guys like Lewis head and, you know, whoever 10 to 12 other guys who have come up and, you know, yeah. Sean Armstrong and DJ Johnson, whatever, you know, these guys who have gotten opportunities to pitch in the bigs and yes, it's totally true. And, and I'm sure they are super appreciative. I also don't think that Lewis had signed up for getting sent up and down nine times in a season from North Carolina to, to Tampa. Like, I don't think the casual fan understands how taxing that is uh, on, on a person just like, getting on a plane, traveling, playing, getting on a plane, traveling, playing, and just getting shuffled back from city to city, which the two cities aren't very close, by the way. So mm-hmm. uh, just just something to remember. Um, I, I, I understand from an MLB Players Association standpoint, um, it's, it could be service time manipulation because you don't, you're not on the roster for a certain amount of days. So you can p- theoretically pitch like 40 innings and be on the, 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 you know, the, the major league roster for 50 days. If you pitch, you pitch two, you get sent down, mm-hmm. you pitch three, you get sent down. I mean, you don't, you don't spend more than a day or two with the team and then you're, you're already shipped off. So um, there are, there are larger discussions about this, which I'm willing to entertain the way the article was written though, was bad form. And it, the problem was the way that it was written really distracted away from the larger points, which I think, has a, a, a good discussion to be had. We've been telling you for a while now about Built Bar, the greatest protein bar on the planet. And there's so many, so many delicious flavors, coconut, cherry, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate. The list goes on and on and on. And not only are all of these Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out their macros here. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, just four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams net carbs. To reiterate, amazing flavors, all tasty, 
and all healthy as well. We know you want some Built Bar. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numeral is 1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Ulysses, yeah. you have anything to add on to that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think he kind of hit the nail on the head there, um, Evan did, but, uh, you know, it's kind of telling that he cherry picked his stats to frame his, his narrative when he only mentions the IL pitchers for, I think a total of eight words in a sentence mm-hmm. <laughs> might've been his shortest sentence. And it's him mentioning the pitchers on the IL. Uh, you know, I think it works what the Rays are doing, obviously, but I don't think that's what they set out to do. Oh, we're going to, you know, option Maza and head 17 times. No, they've had to do that. They've had to do that because pitchers have gotten hurt at an incredible rate. I mean, you look at the IL right now, you've got an A squad bullpen of Chas Rowe, uh, Oliver Drake, JP Fire Eyes, and Pete Fairbanks, and, and Nick Anderson. Tell me that could, that couldn't yeah. have been uh, an A squad in, in a bullpen. Oh, you needed a long man, Jalen Beeks. Oh, you needed a spot starter. Well, let's go get Yanni Chirinos and 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 Brendan McKay. There was none of that in this article, mm-hmm. so it's kind of difficult to to give it a little bit of validity because of that. And the second point, it creates opportunities. Lewis had, I think, or a Brian Moran type. That have that have been in the minor leagues for a decade without any sort of major league movement in the Rays organization, they're gonna get their major league opportunities. And maybe a team like the Orioles or whoever it is might say, "Hey, that's somebody who we can target." It, it happens all the time with race pitchers. Now, usually they're more successful with the Rays than with another team, but 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 that's that's to the point. The third thing I'll, I'll say. Like Evan, the larger issue of shuffling in and out, that is, I think, kind of a, a loophole, just like service time manipulation that the Rays are getting away with. But then again, if it's there and you don't have the budget, uh, you find whatever you can to to win. And, and they're doing it by the rules. Now, your subjective take that it's not as entertaining, Tom Verducci, Sure, we can talk about that, but that's again, like Evan said, an opinion. It yeah. is working. It certainly is working. And he lost me a little bit. His lead involved David Hess. Like that's what you start with. Yeah, David Hess, who Makes has an no ERA in Durham. He's not a, a ninth inning high leverage reliever. He you needed an arm just in case. And that's why he got called up what I have. And I read the article and I didn't have quite the visceral reaction that, I mean, people on social media are going to continue to be people on social media, but let's take a look at the relievers that are currently on the roster or the pitchers on the roster. Where else would they be? If not for the race, you all talk about opportunities. Sean Armstrong was DFA'd by the Orioles after the posting Orioles. An yes. Mm-hmm. An eight ERA. Where, what would he be doing right now? Yeah, driving know, a truck. Gave playing up the, one of the longest taters I saw to Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there you go. Adam Conley, he was considering pitching in Japan at one point. Lewis Head, we talk about he was selling solar panels. It's part of right. the gig. If you're going to play professional baseball, you you have that you have that you have the choice to say no. I I don't want to sign this contract. I don't want to sign this minor league contract. No, and Lewis Head probably didn't even. 
quite frankly, did he really even expect to get this much time in the big leagues this year? Maybe, no. maybe not. I don't think um, so. Yeah. So that, that's a couple things right there. Uh, and, and then he also mentions like Chris Mazza goes into how he's been shuffled back and forth so many times. And I get that, but Chris Mazza isn't Shane McClanahan. He's not Luis Patino. He's, he's fringe 40 man guy that if, if you have to call up in a pinch, you do that. And I get the, the Chaz row slider percentage thing, how the Rays have increased his usage. And, you know, maybe that's a reason for some of his arm issues, but Chaz row is also no spring chicken. He's 34, 35 years old. And the, the Rays have kind of transformed him in a, in a way to continue playing major league baseball and continue to get contracts. Like he's still making what a million plus bucks getting injured. Yeah. So those are a couple of things right there. And just the fact of, I think it was Evan that said the success stories. Like we're not going to bring up Andrew Kittredge here. We're not going to bring up Colin McHugh. Colin McHugh's played his way into another contract folks and probably significantly more money next season. And probably not with the Rays. Matt Whistler turning him around. So those were some of my points about it was, yeah. I, and there's a loophole there. Okay. Well, maybe in the next CBA, you, you close that loophole up. Aren't yes. the Rays all about trying to find the extra added advantage, the the marginal difference? It, we're allowed to use openers. Okay, we'll do that. It's, we're allowed to shift. Okay, it, we'll it, do that. It, it, yeah, and it did sound a little bit like tough noogies. You know, I, look, the Rays, I understand for the casual fan or the old school baseball fan that the Rays continually find we can call them loopholes. Uh, you know, I don't even want to say that because it sounds like they're, they're mischievous. They're creative. Right. The Rays yeah. are one of the most creative organizations in mm-hmm. all of sports. They, you know, for all the crap that fans want to give Stu, the guy knows how to extract a. He he finds tremendous people to think out of the box to work yes. within a budget, and and to that I give him all the credit because that organization. It, everyone tries to copy the organization. It's why you see a handful of GMs around the league with raised ties because they want a piece of that. And, and the piece is, is burnt into that organization and it's why they're so good. And again, you know, a lot of baseball fans are ticked off because here you have this team, which I guarantee uh, nobody can name two people in the, in the rotation slash the bullpen Um and, you know, the casual fan again. And, and they're, you know, they got 70 plus wins. It was one of the, the best teams in baseball and they're doing it again. And, you know, you have teams, you know, the Cubs, the Mets, whatever, spending, you know, spending their money and, and still playing like crud. So, um, yeah. And, and to Ulysses' point, I just want to say back in late April, early May, I remember not only asking this question to Cash, but also asking this question to Eric Neander. And it was around that that Oakland series when I think they were like they were like 500. They were playing 500 then. And I was like, you know, is this? I asked him. I was like, is this sort of the new thing that you guys are concocting? You came up with the opener, and now mm-hmm. is it sort of this rotation bullpen by committee sort of deal? And and he said, like, I wish that we were that smart. I wish that we were that smart. This was all out of necessity. It's like I really wish that we didn't have to do this because we're dealing with so many injuries, but this is sort of the way that we're trying to tread water. And that was before the May surge. That was like right before it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's worked out. Now, 
there's no proof saying that this system works long term. You can do this again next season and it can blow up and all these guys can just stink. But two things, uh, the, the number one thing is the Rays certainly are onto something with the pitch selection, slider, mm-hmm. the cutter, the sinker. They just, you know, they stay away from fastballs. At least their bullpen guys do. So I think that's the biggest stowaway. And we'll need more evidence to see if throwing sliders, cutters, sinkers lead to uh, yeah. more arm troubles. Right. And, and again, I think that's, there's multiple pieces to that because if a guy isn't successful with the fastball, but would be more successful throwing his slider more, it's kind of a catch 22 of, okay, I'll keep throwing the fastball and mitigate my injury risk, but I might not be good enough to keep with the show. So I think that's players right. would, would be, they're gung ho to say, tell me what I need to do Okay, I'll I'll take the risk. Tell me what I need to do to have staying power in the big leagues. If I have to throw my slider 90% of the time like Whistler does, okay, I'll do it. If I have to change my arm angle a little bit, I will. If I have to stand on the first or third base side, okay. There's a reason the Rays have transformed so many pitchers over the last five, 10 years, if not longer. Well, the the, the Rays got what? Chaz Rowan 2018, I believe. So then 2018, 19, 20 four seasons under the Rays. Yeah. They changed them completely, but he had been in the major leagues for nine years. And and I think Tom Verducci said that on, on his article, his slider usage was around 20%. Uh, they mm-hmm. completely said, hey, let's just use that pitch. Uh, and he was incredibly successful. Yeah, he got hurt. But I'm pretty sure that if you give a guy th- this type of information, which they gave Chas and said, hey, think you're going to be successful throwing this, He's going to take it. And, and, and again, like you said, it's an organization that has a lot of, 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 uh, of a reputation of being successful with pitchers. So I, I think a lot of pitchers that signed the Sean Armstrongs, the Evan Phillips, uh, the Adam Conley's, they mm-hmm. trust the, the, the backlog of Ray's arms that, that have been successful and said, you know what? I, maybe I don't care about the shuttle. Yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah, I don't want to go to AAA and back up and, and down, up and down, up and down. But if it's going to just give me that staying power somehow, if it's going to turn me into a John Curtis, mm-hmm. does anybody remember him? Yeah, he was pretty successful last year, and now he's been successful this year too. It might be happening like Aaron Slager's, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen all the time. But I feel like the ball players are willing to roll the dice if it means staying power in, in, in the majors. Yeah. And something I can do is make a concerted effort to try and, and see when those guys hop on zooms and, and ask them, you know, I, I'm, I'm generally, I'm genuinely curious what they have to say. Cause I guarantee they're going to say the same thing. That's part of the business. This is what I signed up for. And you know, whatever I can do to help the team win is what I'm going to do. I guarantee you that's the saying. Yeah. I'm going to get the same response over and over again. So, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not a person that likes to speak for other people. And I, I thought that's what, t- I think, again, I, I didn't have, I agreed with you, Kevin. I didn't have like this visceral reaction to the article. Yeah. And then I saw like all the raised fans on social media was like, Whoa, okie dokie. They hit a nerve. And I get it because there's history of just people attacking the Rays because they do different things and they win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, the only thing that, that struck me the wrong way. was like, you know, I even like ask one of these guys, like, I can't even get a quote. I can't even get a, like yeah. a, a BS quote from one of the players to just balance mm-hmm. it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also not like a, 
not like a Skip Bayless type, you know, and I'm, I'm very much, I like, I like both sides. Good. We like, thank you for that. I like, yeah. Good. I like it, you know, that's my thing is I'll, I'll present something to you one way, but I ha- I have to play the devil's advocate yeah. also on the other side. I, I think we've started to move away from the hot take era. There was a period there from like maybe 2010 to 2015, where it was, Hey, let's just throw as many hot takes as we can. Let's, let's keep doing it. And it's like, let's have some nuance here, folks. And let's bring some cogent uh, arguments to the table. It's that time of year again. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100, NFL, the numerals 100. Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And remember, use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. That'll get you some nice little things there as well. Promo code locked on at Bet Online. Changing gears here a little bit. And uh, man, we spent a lot of time talking about Tom Verducci. We have to get him on the show and get his reasoning on all this. <laughs> but, uh, in any case, um, there's a lot of uh, impressive rookies on the Rays roster this year. Uh, someone by the name of Wander, someone by the name of Randy, and someone by the name of Shane. I posit this question to you guys. Which of these rookies has most impressed you this season and is most critical to the team's stretch run uh, through the rest of the regular season and the playoffs? Oh, that's that that's a that's a big sandwich because uh, you can take I mean, a little bite of it. I, I'm sure big, this is a topic we'll Cubano. To get into. Yeah, but. exactly. That's a big Cubano right there. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bite and say that the most impressive has been Wander because okay. I can't say Randy because we all saw Randy in his all greatness of 2020. So, yes, I'd have to go Wander. Uh, now, critical. That's another bite of this Cubano sandwich. And I think that's Shane. Mm-hmm. I think Shane is the most critical at the stretch run, but the most impressive guy has been Wander. He's 20 years old. He legally cannot drink in the locker room if they win the pennant. <laughs> I mean, you know, Someone I'm tells sure me he'll he still will. take a drink, though, if uh, <laughs> if we get to that point. I think we all would be okay with that. But, yeah, I mean, impressive, I have to give it to Wander. And critical, it has to be Shane. I mean, we've just talked 20 minutes about pitching and the injuries. This guy cannot go down. He is a critical mm-hmm. part of that rotation. And obviously, in uh, of the long term, too. But if you're looking at the stretch run and you look at the playoffs and you want to have a one, two, three punch, he's certainly the number one right now. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And, and no shade to, to Randy. Uh, I mean, Randy's probably going to win AL Rookie of the Year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, I, it's between him, Mountcastle, uh, 
Uh, Luis uh, Garcia, Garcia, Adolis Garcia, Garcia. Garcia has really fallen off in the second half. Like his stats yeah. look, his homers look great, but he's really, he really was a first yeah. half guy. Uh, I, you know, Cole Irvin could also make a case. There, there's yeah. about four or five names, but I mean, that, that's the thing it's you would Randy's expect. Randy's to lose. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Randy's going to win it. So I just, I just want to give Randy his credit. Um, I think that uh, Wander is the most impressive because I think we ignore his first few weeks, um, you know, which was something that, right. I, I mean, even, even when it was happening, we were like, it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. I was posting those like Vlad trout comparisons. All right. Everyone starts off slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys like after those 15 games hitting 300 plus his OPS his, his WRC, just, like everything is just like through the roof. Yes. So, I mean, he's got the, the yeah. long on base streak. So, um, he is, uh, their best player uh when you think about it like as far as talent goes so when it comes down to a stretch run like your best player playing at his best i think this is going to be an unbelievable stage for wander franco and and it could be a randy rosarena type moment for him as he really you know says hey i've arrived not enough people are talking about me so yeah. i'm excited for that but i do agree i think most critical is shane you know, whether Patino, whoever you want to throw out there, because whoever plays, it, whoever starts in the postseason, it's going to be all about just handing it over to the bullpen and giving giving this team five, getting through the lineup twice, and yeah. doing that is going to be a tough task. So it's just starting pitching is not the calling card here. So I agree. Once it comes to playoff time, you know. Uh, essentially just anybody else, but walk <laughs> just, Oh my gosh. <laughs> just, I mean, Isn't like it 11 like out of his last 13? Like, you're just like, please, can we just get to the fourth inning where I'm still watching this game? <laughs> I, I think uh, he might've turned a corner though. We did. Yeah, Ulysses yeah. and I had this discussion. Uh, Evan, you're probably drinking my ties and eating pineapple and trying to search for quarterbacks or I guess not search for quarterbacks, unfortunately, but uh, that his the dolphins, man. Yeah, that uh, he actually changed his pitch usage a little bit. So maybe there's something in there. He's throwing less of the cutter, more curveballs, And maybe that is something that sparks him okay. a little bit. I'll, I'll work off we'll that. See. Yeah, that's that's all we have to go on yeah, right now, quite know. frankly. But yeah. I think you all put yeah. it very well. And it's crazy what Wander has done since the All-Star break. And he hasn't even fully tapped into his potential yet. Just wait till he starts barreling up balls a little bit more. And yeah, the, I, I don't want to get too deep into like launch angle and that sort of thing, but his launch angle is under 10 degrees. So he's still putting a lot of balls into the dirt and he's eked out a lot of infield hits or it hits the ball so hard that it gets through like an Orioles infield that's playing in, for example. So just wait till he really strokes into his power. Mm-hmm. That'll be a sight to see. And he's only striking out less than 10% of the time. It's crazy. And and one more thing though, I, I, imagine if he was just getting a little bit of help from Babip. Right now he's right in the middle. I think he's his Babip, Babip is at 308, 309. Last time I looked, if he just were to get a little bit, you know, of a push there, I mean, the numbers could really, you know, inflate there. It, it's going to be great. So yeah, he's definitely been impressive. Yeah. And the on base street, thank you, Evan, for putting that up. Yeah. 25, 26 games now. Well, I mean, I think that's 26. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the longest. I mean, he's in a, an illustrious group of names uh, yeah. up there as far as 
20 and under players getting on base that many times in a row. And I want to mention this uh, quickly because I, I do see this now cir- circulating on, on social media. Uh, contract with Wander. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants an extension yesterday. It's, it's a bit unprecedented um, with his talent and age to extend him now. Um, I know that Longo did it like what, six games into his MLB career, uh, yeah. but Longo's ceiling was not Wander's ceiling. And if you're going to do comparisons, you got to remember this is a generational talent. So you're looking at Tatis, who uh, did 14 years, $330 million uh, after two full seasons in the MLB uh, or in, in Major League Baseball, I should say. Uh, you also need to look at Mike Trout, who did a six-year extension for $144 million uh, right before his arbitration year. So the Angels got three arb years and they got three uh, free agent years. So it's just a matter of what Wander wants to do. Does he want the? Sh- in my opinion, the best move for Wander is to do the Trout type deal and get a short term extension, letting the Rays have uh, three of his un, you know, his his free agent years, and then you would assume a fat old contract is coming again because that. I mean, Trout made five hundred and forty four and a half million dollars off the way that he did it. And Tatis got $330 million for 14 years. And by the time that contract's over, uh, he's going to be, you know, his, his skills are going to be diminished. So I don't know what kind of contracts he's getting again. So I feel like trying to do the Bryce Harper, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. wanders of that ilk where, you know, the Rays will, they should, I believe yeah. they will figure out a deal. Even if they got a backload, a long-term deal, you know, to, to kind of in case things get squirrely at some point, um, yeah. But but that is I, I understand people want that extension. It's just you know I I don't see one coming until the end of next season. Yeah, you want to wait if you're Wander. Wait until the next CBA comes about, where it's maybe more player friendly. You may be able mm-hmm. to get to free agency mm-hmm. sooner. In fact, if the Rays are presenting anything to me and my agent, if I'm Wander, I'm breaking the pin. I'm throwing the the paper in the fire. Like I'm I'm walking. I'm running out the door. I'm not signing crap unless you unless you're you're talking like uh, not even Acuna money, but somewhere in between 150. Like it's got to be a big big number yeah, it's probably gotta for, be a record deal honestly yeah. for, for so, what he is and what you know i mean you gotta i mean crud what is he a free agent in 2027 so to sign him you probably have to give him an, an eight-year extension nine-year extension probably would have to pay him around like i don't know nine years 180 or 170 yeah. something like it would have to be something where it was so hey we are gonna do something that's unprecedented for you and convince him to take that deal that even with the CBA changing, that this is going to be your best option. Yeah. And he also plays for the Rays. He's not getting right. uh, He's the Rays aren't getting a Brandon Lau discount. They're not getting a Blake Snell discount. You triple quadruple those numbers maybe. And there might be. Wonder is not giving up a discount. Wonder's not saying, yeah, okay. I I like Stu. I'll I'll give you 10% discount. No, he's going to maximize as he should. As he should do that, and and with Evan here, if he takes the trout uh, route, oh look at that cat, hey. cat in the hat again. Um, yeah. it, it's that would be, I think, the best. That would be the best. Uh, you know, wait a couple more years, do the the three and the three extensions, so six year extension, and then get a. He's so young that he could do that. He's so young. Imagine going into free agency after already having free agency years, and you're going in twenty eight. 
that's that's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it, you're at your athletic peak still. I know. And 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 I want to mention this very quickly because I'm all yeah. jacked up. I missed a week, but you mentioned Brandon Lau <laughs> very quickly. Is that like one of the best contracts in baseball right now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. so funny. A couple months ago, we were talking about, hey, let's trade them. Let's get Ulysses rid of them. Let- mush. Yeah. The big Ulysses mush. Hey, this is the big, you know, we, we want to give credit to Lau and the work he puts in, but this is all Ulysses. Thank you. I'll do, I'm just going to, I'm not going to take credit for it. It's all Brandon Lau here. It's all Brandon, <laughs> but it's great to see. I mean, this guy is just so hot and cold, but the cold was just so freezing mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. And now he's toasty, baby. He's toasty. <laughs> and you, you talk about somebody who can be critical. This guy carried the whole team last year in 2020 as the team MVP. If he goes on this, you know, heating up until maybe October, it would be fun to have a Brandon Lau like this during an October yeah. run. Now that, that makes the Rays a really dangerous club. And again, proof of why last year's 60-game season was baloney. Imagine if, if Brandon Lau had a 60-game season this year, how bad we'd be talking about him. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you want some fun, go to Fangraphs, look at Brandon Gallo and Joey Gallo. <laughs> Brandon Lau, <laughs> Joey Gallo, side-by-side. The numbers are almost identical. Yeah. Like Ooh, that, you Gallo, called that like a month ago. Yeah, you called that like a month ago. I, I know, and now it's coming to fruition. It's like it's literally like <laughs> Gallo walks a little bit more, a little bit higher OBP, strikes out way more than Lau. That's like really the difference. They're like it's insane how that has really blossomed into them being one of the same. And Gallo's going to get paid how much? Yeah, yeah. It uh, it doesn't. More. And Lau is on a twenty-four a million dollar deal, so it doesn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't hurt that Brandon Lau is heating up, but also that he has guys like Nelson Cruz and a super hot Wander around him. And I know we're running short on time, but quick yes or no question: twenty twenty-two, if there's a season, hopefully, God willing, um, is Wander playing third base? Is he the starting third baseman and not the shortstop? For the race, this will have to be probably a larger issue we dive into at some point. But yes or no? Yes. Okay. Evans thinking about uh, it. I I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with <laughs> yes. Okay. But we need to hash that out. There's a lot of there's a lot of ifs. <laughs> yeah, lot of well, ifs. that's true. Wander, control your own destiny. Stop backhanding balls that you need to get in front of. All I'm saying there. Okay, uh, we are running short on time. Evan, we'll have to get your screwball review next yeah. week. I'm very curious about that if you haven't checked out quick, the documentary. Quick, very- quick little comment at the screwball. How is A-Rod announcing baseball <laughs> games right now? <laughs> I know. Unreal. It's just the like, turnaround. The guy, is, incredible. the guy is like the Don Corleone of just like mm-hmm. baseball. He's just pulling the strings. <laughs> and somehow, after everything he's done, Manfred's out here shaking hands. Like, what, what, Unreal. what dirt does he have on on the suits that he's out he's here still some. a face of the game? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's got some uh, indecent, probably photographs of, of some of the higher-ups, <laughs> maybe Manfred or something like that. We'll see. On that note, uh, that wraps up Thanks this edition. that image on a, the way to leave us out on. <laughs> there we go. You're welcome. Hope you enjoy it. Titanic, just like, you know, painting like one of the others.
Yes, oh exactly. Like a centaur. I, I hear he likes centaurs. It's your fault, Kevin, on you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.